What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Walk Off Podcast. My name is Jared Watson. I'm filling in for Justin this week, uh, and I'm with Davis and Leroy here, the crew. We're about to talk about the World Series coming up between the Rays and the Dodgers, but we're also going to be talking about the League Championship Series recaps from both uh, leagues. And, and, you know, guys, this is an exciting time to be a baseball fan. Davis, uh, I want to hear your thoughts on everything going on in the week and how are you doing? Yeah, man. It's, I mean, talk about good games, seven game series. Interesting. You know, this year I've, I've said it before. I really liked the, um, the expanded playoffs this year and a lot of drama and the Astros and everything, but it comes down to the two number one seeds. So you really can't ask for much better than that. So I think it's going to be a great series. I'm sure we'll both, we'll, all three of us will have uh, pretty interesting picks, but it should be a very entertaining series either way. And I'm, I'm really excited. It's just been a great season. And I think this is a, a great way to wrap it up. So I'm, I'm sure certainly excited for this one. Yeah. And you know, you're right, Davis, the two best teams going at it in the world series, Leroy, give us your opening thoughts here on the walk off this week. Absolutely. You know, this is only the fourth time since 1995 that the two number one seeds have made the world series. So this is something somewhat unprecedented, you know, um, Jared, you said you said it earlier. You said these were some exciting times. And I got to tell you, you know, there are a lot of things that that we're going to look back on 2020 and and a lot of negativity that we're going to throw at this year. But one one thing that has been a positive of this year is that that I really feel like 2020 has just been the golden age of sports in general. If you're a sports fan, particularly this time period from August August 1st through October 30th, we've just had so much going on as far as sports go. I mean, NBA, uh, baseball, the, the NHL, uh, we've had uh, the, the UFC has been has been going. I mean, you, tennis majors, golf majors, um, college football. I mean, you name it, it has happened between August and October. And a lot of times it's happened just intertwined within one another. I mean, we've had days where we've had NHL, MLB, um, you know, NFL. I mean, it's just it's just been insane. It's just a golden age, just golden three months of sports. And I think I'm tell, I'm excited because I think we're about to enter the golden week of the golden age of sports. If you think about what we've got going on right now, yesterday we had the NFL all day and there were some great games if you guys got a chance to watch them. And then last night, NLCS game seven, which literally comes down to a, a three inning game, right? It's tied going into the seventh inning. So it's a three inning game to decide who goes to the World Series. Um, today, we've got, we, we literally have footballs. We're recording this. We're recording this at four o'clock in the afternoon. We have football coming on and the NFL is coming on in an hour. And then there's another game tonight. Tomorrow, the World Series starts. Wednesday, we have game two. Uh, Thursday, we've got the NFL again. Again, it's it's insane, um, and and the Thursday game's not much. Giants versus the Eagles, but that could be for first place in the NFC least, right? And then Friday we've got World Series Game Three. Saturday we come back with a full slate of college football. The Big Ten is back on Saturday, um, a loaded college football slate. At night we've got World Series Game Four. We've got UFC 254 with Khabib and Justin Gaethje, and I am telling you, I am just exploding here. If you're a sports fan, like fan like I am. We are in the golden week. So just live it up, sports fans. This week is just going to be amazing. 
Wow. We have a lot going on in the sports world. And Leroy, uh, to your point, man, we didn't know if we would even have all these sports going on. So, you know, that's funny. I, I'm thinking about March and, and early April and, and I'm waking up at like five o'clock in the morning to watch the Korean baseball league. <laughs> now we've got, we've got everything. Right. Right. I was, I was doing the same thing, Leroy. Uh, but like you said, a lot going on right now in the sports world, uh, including, uh, the end of the 2020 baseball season, the last series of the year, but the most important, the 2020 World Series. And we'll get into that a little bit later in the episode. But first, we're going to give our listeners a recap of the League Championship Series starting in the American League between the Tampa Bay Rays and the Houston Astros. And uh, Davis, I'm going to go to you first, man. You know, the Tampa Bay Rays, they've got a 3 nothing lead in this series. But then all of a sudden, the Astros come back and win three straight to force a Game 7. Uh, but ultimately, you know, Tampa picking up a win there and moving on to the World Series. What did you think of this series? Give us your thoughts. You know, the thing about the Astros... What a, what a strange season for them. You know, say what you will about the past. Obviously, it's I'm one of the many haters they have. But for them to come, you know, have a losing record in the regular season, do what they did, make it this far. I mean, no one expected it. I got to I gotta give it to them. They, they showed a lot of fight. Correa just absolutely dominated. He was impressive. It was hard not to just, you know, just watch and be like, wow, this is still a really good team. And I for a little bit, I thought they might actually make it to the World Series and make a run at it. So, that's just a props to them. I mean, no, like I said, none of us really predicted it, so you got to give it up for them. You know, and Charlie Morton really impressed me. And uh, in addition to their one-two punch and pitching, I think we'll talk about that moving forward. But I think that's what won for them, as well as just incredible defensive play. Margot looked good in the outfield um, for me. That was somebody that stood out that I didn't see coming. And then, of course, just Randy doing the magic uh, all series long. Twenty-one hits in the postseason, I think, which is like. Uh, maybe 10 hits more than the second most on the team. I think that's like 10 more than Mookie has all postseason. He's just incredible. I don't think anybody saw that coming. If you did, you know, you need to go buy a lottery ticket or something, but he's been amazing. So we'll see what, if he can keep it going in the next series, but man, I mean, the Rays, everything just kind of lined up almost blew it, but jump out to a three Oh lead. You're rarely going to lose. So I was pretty impressed with them as well. Yeah, Leroy, you know, off the bat, the hot bat of Randy Rosarena and along with a good bullpen, you know, the Rays, you know, they look like they could really be a threat in this World Series. Give us your thoughts on uh, the League Championship Series here. Yeah, you know, if, if we look back uh, last Tuesday, uh, the Rays were up three to nothing. The Braves were up two to nothing. The chances, if you do the math out, and it's taken me a while and several scrap pieces of paper, but if you do the math out, uh, the chances that we were going to see game sevens in both series were less than 1%. Um, so the Rays, the Rays were the only the second team uh, I'm sorry, the third team in, no, second team in history to go down three to nothing and see a game seven. Of course, uh, you know, we know the, the Red Sox story. Um, the Rays actually pulled it off, though, unlike the Yankees uh, a few years ago. Um, 38 times a team has been down uh, three to nothing and only twice uh, have, have they forced a game seven. So you've got you to give it to the Astros. Um, you know, they, they fall. I'm not as, I'm not as down and, and hateful of the Astros as as I know a lot of people are, but um, um, got to give it to them. I mean, they, they came into the playoffs with a chip on their shoulder and they played like it. And, uh, you know, honestly, they were only outscored in seven games. They were only outscored by four runs. I mean, in, in, 
for all intents and purposes, this series could have gone either way. Um, I'm happy the Rays did it. I love the uh, I love the setup of, of what we're going to see in the World Series of the David and Goliath. Um, I love the scrappy Rays taking out the big bad you know bad guys in the Astros. But it it, it really could have gone either way. Um, you know, and and the Rays, just the way they do things. The fact that they came into the season with the 28th uh, 28th highest payroll. I mean, they're just so low. They only have four guys that made a million dollars this year because of the prorated salaries, four guys. And, um, you know, they, and they do this year in and year out. They, they take a small payroll and they, and they use it and they work it. I mean, they're, they're really, they are the masters of this. Um, since 2008, they've got the fifth best record in the major leagues. And I would, I would be willing to, to guess that they've got somewhere in the bottom five of payrolls over that time. So you got to root for a team like that. Yeah, you're definitely right. And you know, what's interesting guys, you know, we we talked on the show and, and even not on the show and in our group chat, you know, that the, the Rays don't really have a superstar player, right? You know, the closest thing uh, you got is, you know, maybe a Tyler Glass now or a, a Randy Rosarena coming out of nowhere, but you also have some bats that decided to show up for the postseason, you know, Manuel Marco, Mike Zanino hit a big home run in game seven uh, to give the Rays a, a lead there. Um, and the defense of the Rays, I mean, you couldn't get much better uh, in the league series here. Um, so the Tampa Bay Rays looking strong. That I still think that top three in that rotation is going to be hard to beat. Uh, and, you know, Peter Fairbanks coming in, Nick Anderson, Castillo, uh, you know, he got a little roughed up, I believe, in game seven or game six. Uh, but, you know, the Rays just, they're a very interesting team, like Leroy said. Um, but guys, the Tampa Bay Rays are going to the World Series. And who will they be facing? Let's talk about it. We're going to go to the National League side now, where the Atlanta Braves played the Los Angeles Dodgers, and that game went to seven as well. Uh, the Braves had multiple leads, right? They had a 2 nothing lead, 2-1-3-1 leads. Uh, the Dodgers would not give up, uh, even blowing the Braves out, I believe, 15-3 to uh, in one of those games. So, Leroy, quickly give us your thoughts on this series. Yeah, but, you know, we're going to talk quite a bit about the Dodgers when we talk about our, our the World Series matchup. But, but I just want to take a minute and just uh, – just give some props and marvel at at what the Braves have accomplished over the last thirty years um, since nineteen ninety one. So a thirty year uh, thirty year span of time in which the Braves have made the playoffs twenty of those thirty years. Um, they've got eighteen uh, division titles. They've had only six losing seasons in that time. Um, they have eighteen out of the last thirty years where they've had ninety plus wins. To, but they only have one World Series to show for it, and and I really thought I got to tell you when they went up two nothing three one I thought this was it. Um, but uh, you know, Dodgers. We, we talked about it last week. The Dodgers are a team that's going to be hard to beat four out of seven times, and I think uh, the Braves kind of kind of showed that and kind of fell to that. Um, the Dodgers, you know, they're they're used to this. This is the third time in four seasons they're playing in the in the World Series. One of very few teams to pull off that feat. Um, but uh, it's it's going to make for a great series. I think the Rays are going to present to them a completely different problem than what the Braves presented. I mean, the Braves were able to hang for, hang with them bat for bat, um, you know, for 
tech for six games. <laughs> you know, it came down to that game seven. And overall, I mean, the Braves were only outscored by six runs uh, throughout the entirety of the seven of the seven game season that, or the seven game series. And that includes that uh, big 12 run win. So, uh, you know, props to the Braves. But, uh, you know, I think I think eventually the, the better team won. But it was uh, it was touch and go there for a bit. Yeah, I agree. And uh, Davis, uh, we, we kind of knew this series had the possibility of going to seven games, and that's what it did. Uh, give us your thoughts on, you know, the Atlanta Braves and how they lasted, you know, seven games in the series and how the Dodgers, man, they're just, they're, like we said, pretty much the best team in the entire MLB. Yeah, well, we've been talking about the Dodgers all season long, and we're going to talk about them you know, moving forward into the World Series. But like we were all talking about Atlanta first, you know, I think it's, I think we got to talk about this Atlanta sports curse. You know, you're listing those leads that the Braves had and it's like all these in the series and these games, like you're giving all these scores, might as well just throw 28-3 in there while you're at it. I mean, this city is just cursed, man. I'm telling you. God. That's so cold, Davis. That is cold. It, it, I mean, seriously though, I mean, come on. God, it's just hard to watch, man. It's I don't have any affiliation to Atlanta, but... I, I feel for him. It's that's tough, but uh, you know what? I'll, I will say. I mean, that's a really good team. I we all know they're good. Um, I think about a month ago when we did our first, you know, episode. I know Leroy, you were really high on him, and that really kind of opened my eyes to him. And you know, they that, they were a few plays away from being in the World Series. And I was thinking about it. You know, last night was if the Braves win this, what would my pick be? And I, I think I'd have to go with the Braves too I, over the Rays if that was the series. So, I mean, you talk about a team really close. I mean, you, you saw the heartbreak in those guys' eyes. I think they panned to Swanson at the end of the game. He just looked lost. You know, I mean, it's you feel for him. So just a few plays away. I think that Will Smith versus Will Smith at bat, you know, might've been like a turning point in game six. Talking about Will Smith, reliever for Atlanta versus a um, Dodgers catcher. So, couple plays like that bellinger home run it came down to a few innings last night i mean the the braves were that close so i think that's still a really good team next season hopefully they can use it as fire but uh yeah i feel for atlanta yeah yeah you know i I think you're right that was one of the uh, momentum shifters in that series um and you know the other ones were all the plays mookie bench was making out in right field uh you know he's getting the team pumped up and you know bellinger hitting that game winning home run uh in game seven uh man don't let the dodgers get hot that's all i gotta say uh because they're a dangerous team but props to the atlanta braves uh, especially their starting pitching max Fried, and anderson man two young guys that are going to lead that rotation in the multiple multiple postseasons uh not to mention ronald acuna jr ozzy Alves, all the young pieces uh in that braves uh team but yeah uh the the los angeles dodgers ultimately moving on to the world series um and beating the atlanta braves in seven games all right guys we talked about the championship series we gave a little brief recap here's where we get interesting right the world series the most important games of the season it all comes down to the two best teams from each league uh davis i want to go to you first rays and dodgers what do you expect from this series well, I expect a good start by the by the uh, Tampa Bay Rays because they do have an extra day's rest. And that one-two punch, now one-two-three punch, if you really believe in their pitching, I think they're going to start the series well. I would not be surprised if they got at least one win in the first two games. And I think, you know, like kind of alluding to how, what you said, Leroy, the Dodgers are just a better overall team. I think as the series goes on, we'll see them 
continue to make plays in the outfield, continue to get big hits where the Rays might not. So I think, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if the Dodgers even fell behind again, maybe like 2-1 in this series or something. I think they're going to outlast the Rays just like they've been doing, just like they did to the Braves. Um, Bellinger, I think, is going to be making big plays. The guy just looks poised, man. He is fun to watch. Him and Betts, when he hit that, when Bellinger hit that homer, I was like, man, this guy might win a uh, World Series MVP if he makes plays like that. So that might be my hot take right there, but... I think the Dodgers will just outlast them because they're just an overall better team. And it's hard, you know, we've been saying all season long, this is a top tier team. They're elite, a step above everyone else. So I'm not going to turn back on that now. I think it's too late. You know, we've all kind of dug that grave. So we're going to see how they can do uh, in the clutch. Yeah, this is just what, what a contrasting World Series this is going to be. This is David versus Goliath. This is huge payroll versus small payroll. This is stars versus role players. Just look at the uh, look at their off seasons. The Dodgers traded for Mookie Betts, the uh, you know an All Star, an MVP. <laughs> the Rays traded for Randy Arozarena. For the, from the Cardinals, right? So those were their major acquisitions. Now it's worked out for the Rays, but it's just such contrasting uh, makeups of their teams. Uh, the Dodgers, the Dodgers' current team has on it twelve players that have made All Stars, All Star games for a total of twenty six appearances. The Rays have four players that have made an All Star team for a total of five appearances. So this really is a David versus Goliath. And I think as we start to look at this, you know, this is going to be another case of your head versus your heart uh, when it comes time to, to, to pick a winner for this series. Um, you know, I'm going to echo what, what Davis said. The Dodgers uh, rotation gave up less runs uh, than the Rays rotation all year. Their bullpen uh, ERA was was half a run, more than half a run better uh, than the Rays bullpen all year. The Dodgers offense scored more runs all year than the Rays offense. Uh, the Dodgers defense was more effective than the Rays defense all year. Um and I say all that only to say it's still going to be a really competitive series for reasons that, uh, you know, I'll get into a little more as we as we discuss, uh, as we continue to discuss. There are some concerns uh, with the Dodgers. One is their typical, you know, their postseason issues with some of their stars, right? Kershaw, uh, you know, he's got a 431 postseason ERA, which is two full runs higher than his regular season ERA. Bellinger, who, let me tell you, if he can build off the momentum of that monster home run he hit, uh, would be great. But, you know, he bat, he's batted 196 in 48 playoff games. So um, they've got to overcome that. And there are some concerns, I think, with their, uh, with their pitching, with some potential injuries. Um, I think Kershaw is dealing with a back. Uh, Bueller is a Bueller that's dealing with a blister. Um, and I and I do want to talk. I'm going to let you guys jump in, but I do want to talk about some potential matchups and what we could see um, and how that could go uh, the Rays' way and how it could go the Dodgers' way. Yeah, yeah, I'd I'd like to get into that a little bit, especially on the starting pitching note. Um, as we know right now, and it, you know it was just announced a little bit before we started the show. Uh, game one is going to be Tyler Glass now versus Clayton Kershaw. Um, and that could be good and bad uh, for the Dodgers, as Leroy pointed out, uh, Clayton's history in the postseason. But, Davis, I want to get your opinion on that for game one matchup because that could be a pivotal game in which, you know, the direction of this series could go. 
Yeah, and I mean, I've got a big asterisk right next to Kershaw's name because I think it's just the biggest question mark moving into this series. And I think it could end up being what flips the series the Dodgers' way. But like I said, I mean, the the way the Rays are going to start this series with the quality pitching they're going to throw on the mound, that's why I think they're going to start the series really well because I could see Glasnow winning that. Kershaw's only pitched one game in each series so far, whereas in the past they would throw him out. Like, you know, if it was a seven-game series, you'd see him probably three times. And even in that game seven um, against Atlanta, like late in the game, I was some of the circles I'm in, people were talking about like, oh my God, they're going to throw Kershaw and he's going to blow it. You know, it's like he has that reputation, but he's, it's just so sad because he's such an incredible player. Like we all know that. And, you know, obviously he didn't come in, but I'm, I'll be interested to see how they use him. I, I think we'll see him multiple times. Even in that first series against the Brewers, we questioned uh, Walker Bueller getting the start in game one and Kershaw game two, just like, He's just had, you know, and of course the injuries, it's sort of just been a weird postseason for him, but I think he should be well rested, which I think is going to be big for the Dodgers if they can get a couple good games out of him. So I, I don't know. I think he'll bounce back, but man, it's just what a weird, weird, like superstition or something that just makes him a totally different guy in the postseason. So I'm interested to see how that works out. I think he'll hopefully get over that, but I think even without him, I think Dodgers can get it done. But that's a big, big question mark for the Dodgers for me. Yeah, yeah, and I agree with that too. And, you know, as of right now, Leroy, we could get a possible game too of Blake Snell and Walker Bueller. Uh, That's going to be an interesting matchup as well. But there's some uncertainties for game three. Uh, You know, the Rays could go Charlie Morton, who's been pretty, pretty decent during this postseason. But after that, the Dodgers, you know, where do they go from there? They could go Julio Urias. They can maybe go back to Tony Gonsolin, Dustin May, you know, give us a a little bit. Yeah, you know, um, I I think in general, we tend to as baseball fans, when we're looking at a series, seven game, five game, whatever it is, we, we always gravitate towards the starting pitchers and we say okay who's matching up against who and uh, you know it's pretty it's pretty solid strategy right but you know I'm thinking with this particular series it's going to be more of a bullpen series I think um, so there have been 47 playoff games played uh, this season um, and instances in which both starters have gone six innings have happened four times um the teams are just you know they're they're going to their bullpens they're going to their bullpens are going to their bullpens um the 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 starting pitching matchups as you've laid out uh uh, um, Jared, uh, I, I think you probably hit the nail on the head. I'm seeing Glasnow, Kershaw, Snell against Bueller, probably Morton and Urias, um, but it could be May, Gonsolin. And I think they're all going to be quality matchups, but I think it's going to come down to what happens uh, what happens in the bullpen, and uh, you know, which is going to be really interesting because the Dodgers have the better bullpen, I, in my opinion, partic- uh, particularly when it comes to depth, right? The Rays have three or four guys at the top, um, but the... Uh, but the Rays use their bullpen better. And I think Kevin Cash will, will outmanage Roberts when it comes to using their bullpen. Um, what, you know, what, what has me, I think a little bit nervous for the Rays is that, um, you know, the Rays just, just played Houston who I, I think we would agree doesn't have the pitching staff that, that the Dodgers have yet. Um, over a seven game series, they were only able to score 26 runs. Um, and if you if you look at their the run scored in the, in the seven games, um, six of those seven they scored four runs or less, and uh, 
only one game they scored five runs so they they really depended on their pitching to keep them in that series um which is great but the astros also don't have the the bats that the dodgers have so um so you know i think i think there are a lot of things at play here i think the injuries for the dodgers really scare me and, and would probably give the rays the starting pitching advantage but i really see this being a more of a bullpen a bullpen series yeah and you know a last the last couple of weeks I've mentioned, you know, my question marks about the Dodgers bullpen. Um, we saw in the LCS against the Braves, uh, Blake Trinan had his struggles. Um, Canley Jansen before the LCS had his struggles, but he seemed to have a pretty good LCS, um, you know, for the Dodgers. Uh, but like Leroy said, I agree. I think Kevin Cash manages his bullpen a lot better. Uh, that Dave Roberts you know, does. One, one more thing to think about with the Rays, you know, the Rays, particularly their starting pitching, um, they've kind of made a living this year off of throwing hard just out of the, outside of the strike zone. And um, th- that's the Dodgers' strength. Um, the Dodgers have the have the second lowest chase rate in the major leagues this year. They're not going to swing at, at, at balls outside of the strike zone. Um, and they had the second lowest strikeout rate. Um, by comparison, the, the Rays led the majors in strikeouts this year, um, which you don't, th- you know, we, we don't necessarily think of uh, think of when we think about the Rays. But I think that that matchup of the the Rays uh, young flamethrowers, you know, getting people to swing it at, uh, getting batters to swing it at pitches outside of the strike zone versus the, uh, the Dodgers and their ability to really take pitches is going to be something fun to watch. Um, so, so yeah, the, the pitching matchups are going to be fun. Don't get me wrong. There, there's a lot going on at the plate too, but the pitching matches are going to be, are going to be really fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of that, let's talk about the offenses of these two teams really quickly. Uh, starting with Davis, you know, uh, the Rays, you know, struggled to score some runs in those last four games, uh, in the LCS against the Astros. Uh, they're going to need to score some runs, right. To, to, to keep up with the Dodgers and their offense, uh, give us a breakdown, you know, of the, you know, how the Rays are going to be able to score their runs, who they're going to rely on. And, you know, the Dodgers, maybe, you know, talk about Corey Seager a little bit, who's been on fire for the Dodgers. Yeah, you know, I have more question marks about the Rays offense than I do the Dodgers because I know their guys are going to step up. The Dodgers guys are going to step up. If Even if, like we saw so far, even if one guy, let's say Bellinger, is struggling, they still have three, four, five really good hitters that can step up for them. What I'm concerned about with the Rays is Brandon Lau playing really, really bad. No one really notices because Rosarena is playing good. Margo's stepping up for him, but that's their guy. If you look at the regular season, that's the guy that was like their best, you know, like their all-star, their their best hitter. So if, are they going to be able to keep it up while he struggles? Is he going to pick it up? Like, can you rely on a rookie to keep playing? That's what concerns me about the Rays. Whereas I feel a lot less worried about the Dodgers just as a whole, because this is why you pay a guy like Betts the amount of money you do to step up. And I think he will. So I'm just a little bit worried about the Rays offense. I, of course, I mean, I can rave all day about their pitching though. So we'll see if it's low scoring games, who knows, but if the Dodgers keep that momentum going that they have from game seven, I think they're going to be putting up some runs, hitting some out of the park and, if if Mookie and Bellinger can keep Robin home runs too, it's it's going to be tough for maybe the Rays to get that offense pick, uh, picking up. You know, like momentum plays are big in the postseason, so we'll see. I, I just I'm a little bit more worried about the Rays' offense than I am the Dodgers. So I think that's going to give LA a little bit of an edge there. 
Yeah, and I agree with that too, uh, Davis. I'm I'm definitely concerned about the race offense. You know, uh, it's been focused really on three guys: uh, Randy Rosarena, Manuel Margot, and even Mike Zanino, who's been uh, pretty pretty good offensively uh, this last couple of games. But Leroy, I know I know you, and I know how you. I like to talk about the seven through nine hitters and people's batting orders. Uh, the Dodgers, man, they have uh, some pretty tough seven through nine hitters. AJ Pollock, Will Smith, Chris Taylor, and Kike Hernandez. Edwin Rios had a couple of home runs uh, last series. So give us your thoughts on, you know, their, their, uh, their offense, you know, from the lower uh, part of the yeah, lineup. you know, when you can bring in a Kike Hernandez off the bench to pinch hit, you, you're doing something right. I mean, those three guys that you just named, they're hitting in the middle of the lineup in a lot in a lot of lineups. Um, so that you know, the Rays have certainly got their work cut out for them when uh, when they're going against that lineup. There's just there's no off batter. There's no one that that you look at and say this person doesn't scare me. This person doesn't scare me because they can all they can either all hit the ball out of the park or they can string together two to three hits and bring the top of the lineup back up. Um, the Rays, on the other hand, they don't necessarily have that luxury. I mean, um, in, in the last series against the Astros for the, for the Rays, anybody, anybody not named Randy or Rosarena hit 183. Um, I mean, that's just, that's not going to get it done against the uh, Astros and, and, you know, or against the Dodgers um, and a little more concerning, you know, the Rays this year, they hit 45%. They, they, they got 45% of their runs uh, via the home run. That's how they scored 45% of the runs, but in the playoffs in the postseason, that's up to 72%. Um, I don't, I don't know what, what, what would, uh, you know, constitute that change and why that would happen uh but that's a, that's significant um they're really depending on the home run to score runs here in the playoffs and the dodgers uh this season had the second lowest home run rate and uh surrendered anyway i'm sorry second second lowest home run rate surrendered and they're in a ballpark that's been traditionally tough to hit home runs in so um the Rays have got their work cut out for them. I mean, it, you know, it's it's funny when you think about the uh, the bottom three of the uh, Dodgers lineup. Where do you think those guys would hit in the Rays lineup? I mean, honestly, they're you know they're, so uh, or the Orioles, <laughs> the twenty twenty Orioles, maybe not the twenty twenty two. Once those guys, you know, once those guys yeah. uh, around into form, but um, it's it's tough for a, for a pitcher. Um, you know, when you have a starting pitcher, when you get through that first six, those first six batters, um, and you're into the fourth inning and you look up and you, and you see Will Smith, who just came off a ridiculous series and you just go, really? Like, what is this? So, um, so yeah, the Dodgers or the, uh, the, the Dodgers are certainly strong all the way through. And, uh, if, if this postseason history, tells us anything is that the Rays may struggle for, you know, if it's not a Rosarena. And that's one of my biggest concern for the Rays is that, you know, they're kind of dependent. The, the Dodgers have a lineup where they can have three guys be off, four guys be off on any given night and go over and then have four or five guys that, that pick up the slack. You know, the Rays, if a Rosarena has an off night or 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 Lau has an off night, they're really dependent on someone to pick up the slack. And that, and that showed in the series with the Astros. It seemed like it was every win was a different guy coming through, um, which is great. But you know, if you don't have that protection around you, it just it just makes it tough in a, in a seven game series against a juggernaut like the Dodgers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's crazy. I'm looking at the 
projected lineups right now for game one. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays, seven through nine hitters, are Willie Adamas, Kevin Kiermeyer, and Mike Zanino. The Dodgers, seven through nine hitters, are A.J. Pollock, Chris Taylor, and Austin Barnes. So it's a little... You know, I might have to give the advantage to the Rays in that projected line. Yeah, that's lineup. closer than, uh, you know, that's closer. When you read it out like that, it sounds a lot closer than it than it does in my, in my mind. Um, I mean, that's pretty that's pretty formidable. Even if you know you've got a, a Kiermaier who you know he hasn't necessarily lived up to to what uh, I think the the Rays wanted him to yet. Um, but it's a good time for those young guys to to shine and come through. And that, that's another thing, Leroy and Davis. You know, we don't even know if Kiermaier is going to be able to play because he, he's been battling a wrist injury. Uh, he got hit uh, 96 mile an hour to the wrist. So he's he's a question mark uh, in their lineup. You know, I wonder how uh, Bellinger is feeling. I don't know if you guys saw this or the, the folks out there listening, but Bellinger dislocated his shoulder doing his home run celebration the other night, um, which, you know, we laugh at a little bit. And he laughed it off in the post-game interview and said, yeah, yeah, it happens all the time. I just popped it back in. But he was definitely wincing going back into the dugout. And, you know, I hope he's not trying to use that for an excuse to play poorly in the World Series. Got I'm just kidding. I'm yeah. kidding. No, no, no. That's exactly what I would say. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Blame it on the uh, celebration. Yeah, yeah. And they're just too jacked up. That was that was a great play. <laughs> they were just those kind, those kind of up. injuries happen to guys my age, not his age. Hey, you know when you when you hit that big of a home run and take your team to the World Series, you're gonna get fired up, right? Uh, but you know it's gonna be interesting because we're gonna probably see. Uh, more of a left-handed uh, lineup for game one for the Dodgers, you know, with Tyler Glass now pitching. You know, you're going to have your Corey Seegers. You're going to have your Max Muncie's, and you're going to probably see a Jock Peterson somewhere in there, whether that be in left field or at DH. Uh, so it's going to be interesting how, the you know, the Dodgers and the Rays manipulate uh, their lineups because there are some players who play just against left-handed pitchers, you know, like Mike Purcell and uh, Mike Zanino and, and a bunch of others, uh, Yandy Diaz. Um, so we're going to see, we're going to see how the offenses play out. Um, as of right now, I'm going to give the advantage to the Dodgers on that, on that front. Uh, the Rays need to get hot and they can't rely on just one or two people, uh, to get going. Uh, you need to get your big bats going at the top of the order. You know, you're, you're, you're Brandon Lyles, you're, you're Joey Wendell's right. And you don't have to hit for home runs. Do what you do, uh, score runs, score scrappy runs. Yeah. And if Randy Rosarena hits a couple of home runs in this series, that'll be great too. Uh, but they need to get something going here uh, to keep up with the Dodgers. Yeah, you mentioned that, Jared. Just uh, just one thing that I saw, Randy Rosarena, who has seven home runs this postseason, he's he's only one one home run short of a of a playoff record. And yeah. um, you know, it's yeah, interesting. Right. I mean, he of course he had an extra round uh, than what's typically uh, in a playoff, but he didn't hit any home runs in that first round. So. Uh, um, you know, that, that's fun to watch. And, you know, for, for a young guy like that, just, I, I'd like to see him, uh, you know, maybe get, get a record like that. Right. And, you know, we talked about offense, talked about pitching really quickly uh, before we end the show here uh, this week. I want to talk a little bit about defense. Uh, these teams have been performing tremendously on the defensive side uh, in the championship series. We've seen the Rays. I swear, if I had a dollar for every defensive play the Rays made in that series, I'd be rich. Uh, and, you know, Mookie Betts making three incredible catches out there in the outfield. Cody Bellinger making some dive in plays. Um, it's just 
you know, these teams might be equal on the defensive side, Davis. I think they're very evenly matched. Uh, the Rays are not going to get the kind of love that the Bellingers, the bets of the world get as far as like media coverage. But when Margo made that play in right field, fell over the wall, I thought he cracked his head open. He just disappeared. He was off the screen. I was worried it was a great play. And he just popped up with the ball. I'm like, God, God, these guys are just relentless. And, and that was at a crucial point in the game too. Like, yeah, what's it called? The Astros are making a, making a run. So I, I think defense will be big. I, I'm going to give the edge because I think uh, the Dodgers outfield is just so fun to watch for me. Like, I think, you know, they're going to make some kind of big play, rob a home run, get all hyped up like they did, maybe dislocate somebody's shoulder again. And, like, it's just I think this team has a lot of momentum, especially coming off of that, the way that Game 7 ended. So I think, you know, I think those defensive plays really fire up this team. I think they take pride in playing such good defense. I think the Rays do too, but I think for the Dodgers, it's just like a big like momentum thing for them, which will translate to hopefully, you know, to hitting well at the plate too. So I think, I think the Dodgers are going to see more like top plays, but I think the Rays are going to play really, you know, fundamental good defensive baseball on the, around the diamond, which if you're a de- fan of defensive baseball, this is the world series for you. I, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, and Leroy, you know, uh, the Rays, I mean, they have Kevin Kiermaier, one of the best defensive center fielders in all of baseball. Uh, and one guy that doesn't get enough love for me, G-Man Choi at first base. He is making all sorts of plays over there at first base. He's saving some of these uh, errors that the fielders are making. So give us your thoughts on the defensive aspect of the World Series. Yeah, you know, I've just come to like G-Man Choi. I've, I just like watching him play just all together. Um but, uh, but yeah, you know, um, Davis, you mentioned it. this is a, a couple of things. This is going to be a really evenly matched defensive, uh, defensive World Series. Um, there are two things that, that are kind of going on in my mind as I think about this. Uh, number one, you know, we often think about defense with the incredible diving plays and the, you know, the, uh, the ridiculous arm to first base, but, but sometimes what gets lost is what Davis mentioned earlier. And that's the fundamentals, you know, knowing to hit your cutoff, man, knowing, you know, you're going home on a squeeze, things like that. And I think that, you know, the Dodgers actually flashed that last night a little bit against the Braves. Um, and, and in a series, in a series like this, I think those those will come into play just as much, if not more, than the flashy plays will. Right? Um, two, um, you've got two teams that are playing in in a ballpark that's not as familiar to them, um, which makes what Mookie Betts is doing even even more impressive. And you know, the last thing I'll say about defense is. Uh, you know, these, these managers are, they're going to fill out their lineups and, um, based on, you know, left-handed, right-handed, you know, who's going to sacrifice defense to, to get the right guy in the lineup. And, and, um, I think that kind of trends towards the Rays because the Dodgers for the most part can keep or will keep the, the, the same lineup throughout the Rays. Um, you know, they're going to substitute guys here and there based on the matchup and, and at times could sacrifice a little defense there. Um, it'll be fun to watch, you know, whether you like the fundamental defense or the flashy defense, I think you're going to see both in this series and it'll be a, it'll be a lot of fun to watch. And, and, uh, Jared, as you said, you know, Kiermaier in center field, uh, Mookie Betts out there, any ball hit to the outfield is going to be going to be fun. There are some stars that are going to be playing in this world series and future stars as well. Um, guys, we're getting to that point in the show 
uh, where we have to give our final predictions for the World Series, 2020 World Series, in Arlington, Texas, at the brand-new Globe Life Field. I'm going to start with Leroy. Leroy, what is your prediction for this 2020 World Series? Who is coming out on top? I actually have two predictions. Prediction number one is that uh, Randy Arena leaves this World Series as, a, as being on the verge of being a household name. At least I hope so. Uh, but I think, you know, I, I, I mentioned it earlier, uh, the Dodgers just check all the boxes for me. They check the, ro- you know, better rotation if it's healthy. That could go, you know, that could go either way. Better bullpen, better offense, uh, slight advantage on defense. I think the one place that the Rays uh, really had the advantage is uh, is is the manager, um, which I think can make a difference if things are close, but I just don't see this as being close. I think uh, for the first time in 32 years, the Dodgers come home World Series champions in six games. Okay. We have first prediction. Leroy says Dodgers in six. Davis, do you agree? Do you disagree? What say you? Well, you know, I mean, we've been talking Dodgers months now uh so it'd be tough for me to turn around and just pick the race here i want to but i just don't think i can you know i want i might deep down be cheering for the rays you know i might it's fun to root for like a small market team like the orioles like the athletics you know it's fun to see them make it and even just making it this far is really great but just top to bottom i think the dodgers are a stronger team you know i was just pulling up the odds i think it's like minus 200 or so in favor of the Dodgers, which is pretty steep considering it's two one seeds. So that just kind of shows, I mean, it's like, I have questions with Kershaw, but at the same time, I have questions with the Rays offense, which might balance each other out. So I'm going to go with Dodgers in six games, same as Leroy. I think they might fall behind or at least be even one, one. And I think from there, the Dodgers will pull away and bring the championship home to LA, join the Lakers. It's going to be a good year for the city. So we have two people on this show going with the Dodgers. Make it three. I'm going with the Los Angeles Dodgers as well. I mean, it's hard to bet against their offense right now, especially with Bellinger getting hot and Mookie being Mookie and Seager continuing to you know swing the bat like he is. I like to see Max Muncy get a little bit more involved. Uh, Jock Peterson could hit you a big home run as well. Justin Turner, always a solid third baseman. You just hard, hard to bet against them. But it's all going to come down to pitching like we all kind of three said, you know, if Walker Bueller can stay healthy, Kershaw cannot be playoff Kershaw's past. I think Dodgers are going to win this in seven. I'm going Dodgers in seven. Uh, so all three of us picked the Dodgers. Uh, of course, I think that was uh, our early season prediction as well. Uh, it's just hard to bet against them. But uh, there you go, guys. You heard it here. All three of us picking the Dodgers. Uh, well, we're going to find out uh, who takes home the 2020 Uh, World Series trophy, and and here's a breakdown of what's going to happen, guys. The World Series is going to be played on Fox. Uh, It's going to be on at 8 o'clock. First game is Tuesday Uh, at 8 o'clock. You're going to have Tyler Glass now versus Clayton Kershaw. Game two on Wednesday, same time, 8 o'clock. Got Blake Snell going for the Rays. Don't know about the Dodgers yet. Then we're going to have off day on Thursday, game three Friday, uh, game four Saturday and game five if necessary on Sunday and then another day off and then game six and seven following if necessary um, guys this is it we're going to have the prime time games right uh, we're going to have one game one series to focus on each night it's going to be interesting uh, 
last thoughts really quickly before we end the show. Lee. Yeah, you know, um, I, I think uh, I'm excited for this World Series. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think no matter what happens, you get, you're going to have to give it to the Rays, even if they get swept here just by the way they do things. Um, I do want to throw just one more thing out there. This is just another one of baseball's – they're, they kill me with their marketing. The 8 p.m. starts. Um, I'm not sure why you're not backing this up until, you know, to 7. Let 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 the kids stay up and watch, you know. Um, if, if I'm a 13-year-old, I can I can ask my mom to stay up until 10, 10.30. She's not going to authorize an 11.30 bedtime for me at 10, 11, 12 years old. And I, and I think baseball continues to drop the ball there. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. I mean, let, let's take a look at what the NFL is doing today. They've got a game that they've backed up to. 5 p.m. and uh, they're gonna have people tune in and and i think if you if you take baseball you back it up an hour you're not gonna hurt anything um but we'll talk more about that in the off season you guys know this this is one of my pet peeves here <laughs> it is and you know leroy you are, you're a father here uh you have children of your young children at that and uh yeah well, this is the type of demographic we want baseball to get uh people more involved in is with teenagers and, and young, young kids. Uh, but so good point there, maybe bump it up to seven o'clock or maybe even six 30. We'll see. Uh, but Davis, your final thoughts uh, on this episode. Yeah. I don't know if you guys feel the same. I feel like there's just been like a different kind of buzz this year, whether it's been the new playoff format, I think maybe what it is, is just, we didn't have sports for so long. So having a great playoff, you know, game sevens and then a, you know, great matchup in a world series. I think there's going to be a lot of people tuning in compared to the last few years. So I'm excited about that. I think it's, I think it's great for the MLB to have one team with one of the lowest payrolls against, you know, the big spenders. It's like, where is the future of, MLB going you know these small teams can do it that's why I am kind of rooting for the Rays but like the Dodgers as well but I think it's a great uh mix of two different two totally different teams when it comes to how they fill their roster out so I think it'll be good I think a lot of people are hyped for this series as am I as are all of us I'm more than excited for see what happens yeah, I agree, man. I agree. And you know what else is exciting? Having actual fans back in the stadium, right? That's going to be the key. Having a live audience, get the crowd riled up. It's going to be a fun 2020 World Series. Hopefully it goes seven games for our enjoyment, uh, at least. But uh, all right, guys, that's going to do it for the World Series special edition of the Walk-Off Podcast. If you like what you heard, you can follow us on social media. We got the Facebook page, got Twitter. Uh, you know, we're going to be posting our episode very, very soon. Uh, and then after the World Series, make sure you tune in for our World Series recap, along with some off-season stuff as well. Uh, from the usual guys, Leroy and Davis, uh, I'm Jared. And as our good pal Justin would say, it's time to walk it off. <laughs>